All right. Good morning and welcome back to BCN's Headlines. Is your 2022 off to the start you were planning? Or do you think it will be another year where COVID-19 dominates everything that you do? It's here. 2022 is coming in with a lion's roar, that's for sure. A lot of things are going on in the headlines, and we are going to be talking about those things right here today on Black Consumer News, news that empowers. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in with us from 11 a.m. until 12 noon. we got a special guest in the studio, and we'll be introducing him in just a moment. Again, 2022 is here amongst us. Unless you have already been or have been hiding under a rock the headlines for 2022 just keep rolling in we have seen the high profile deaths of black icons like academy award-winning actor sydney portier mr portier mr portier um, a black exploitation um, actor uh, max the mac julian the mac, the mac and arch Bishop Desmond Tutu. Rest in peace um, to all of them. Also, the big news uh, West this week continues uh, with Mayor Frank Scott engaged in a series of crisis management incidents while the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. Swatted down the Biden administration's vaccine rule mandate. You like that word swatted, don't you? (laughs) I do like that word swatted. All while just in the third week of January. Mm -hmm. The third week of January and really the one year anniversary of the Biden administration. Yeah, since they they came into office. Since they came into office. And we'll be talking more about that as we talk about our headlines. Yeah, in a political year, one year is a long time. People talking about uh, the next election and a lot of things are going to change before. Uh, for, for that little that. 10 months come down the line. <laughs> well, well, the next election, the big election is 2020. I mean, t- yeah, mm-hmm. but the yeah. presidential election is even farther down the road. Well, you know, and I was just telling someone this, and this and this constitute my answer to that, which seems like it was right around the corner. It seems like this administration has been in for year for year. For years, just one year. I think it's that you know people are not as pleased because when you're pleased, you know, it's like going to a party. When you're mm-hmm. at the party and everything's jumping, it seems like that time went by fast, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're at the party and, and nothing's happening, it's like the longest, you know, the longest mm-hmm. walk, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? Yeah. Um, Wes, this past week, BCN has also covered several. Who, who, so who are you? Oh, hell, I, you know, I am somebody. <laughs> I tell everybody that. But I am nobody without somebody, which is everyone that's listening. Everybody's in the studio. So I love the energy. Thank you so much. I'm Angel, Angel Burt. I'm the okay. Chief Good Creative morning, Officer Angel. of Black Consumer News, the proud Chief Creative Officer of Black Consumer News that's going places, doing things. And we are right down to the modern time. So make sure that you're making BCN your daily read. And make sure you check out our BCN or subscribe to our BCN. CN newsletter for Monday morning. Monday morning, bro. Right? And you're you're signed up, Keon, right? Already. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And of course, riding with me this morning and, and every Friday morning. And who are you? Uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'll let you. I'll let you go. Wesley ahead Brown <laughs> is our chief uh, editor, uh, chief publisher, writing extra or 
extraordinary person and we are so glad to have you back here in the studio with us um this friday wesley how's first it time, going first time in 2022 first time there, in 2022 so. so we're glad to have you here and uh again a, a robust headline conversation that's coming up so again this past week bcn has also covered several important local and state stories including the big controversy at the arkansas martin luther king jr commission before the kickoff of Monday's MLK Day celebration. We're also going to be talking about a new report uh, from real estate, from the real estate giants, Zillow, on how potential black owners and renters are turned down 84% greater than the average white mortgager applicant with the same credit and financial background. And that is a great segue to introduce our guest today, Mr. Keon. Ken, am I saying that right, Keon? Ken, Kenyon. Kenyon. Thank you, Kenyon. I'm sorry. Uh, named after Yomar Kenyatta. That's right. Kenyon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Say it right because, you know, it's, it's spelled different but pronunciated mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. Lo, he's the chairman of the Little Rock Housing Authority um, who will be able to provide us with some perspectives on these issues and what is happening in terms of the central Arkansas housing market. Welcome, Kenyon. Appreciate it. Hotel and good morning, Ms. Burt, Mr. Brown. Good morning to you. Glad to glad to get you on the show finally in, in 2022. Glad to be here. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, quick synopsis. Uh, Born and bred in Little Rock, graduated from the public schools, graduated from ULR, graduated from the University of Phoenix, disabled Air Force veteran, world traveler. Wow. Came back home trying to put this work in to make it better. Uh, and you, and we're going to hear and a little historian, bit later. And historian, and historian for sure. Yeah, and, and Karen event guy, we're going to discuss today. But I want to, mm-hmm. uh, later on in the show, talk to him about what's going on at the uh, Metro uh, Alliance, so it's known, but we know it as the Little Rock Housing Authority. A lot of mm-hmm. good things are going on over there. Trying, trying to push that needle and trying to get folks what they need. Mm-hmm. Right, good things and turning into great things. That's what we want to do, right? But to make that comment on that, uh, uh, I see it as redlining because he, uh, speaking of history, you have to go back to the 1937 U.S. Housing Act, mm-hmm. which the federal government and other state agencies redlined uh, minority communities because of the GI Bill and the amount of money of those veterans that were coming back home yes. to build. So uh, it's been a historical perspective on how things are being redlined mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Yes. Uh, and to provide that social justice and not doing a standard uh, mortgage, uh, because see, right now they've even gone from 30 to 35 to 40 to 50 year mortgages mm-hmm. to reduce those payments and offering alternative down payments, mm-hmm. sweat equity. It doesn't have to just be cash. Sure. Uh, so, you know, we had to be more creative. Uh, because that's the fastest way of creating generational wealth mm-hmm. yes, is through housing. Yes, it is. So, yeah, and we'll be talking about all those things, which is hugely significant. And, uh, you know, talking about some urban renewal things and kind of some things that have us backsliding, but also some things that can push us up past that black backside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as always, we kick off with our BCN headlines with some of the biggest stories of the week. And 
as always, COVID-19 news this week is moving the news needle. Uh, but for one day, a long-awaited speech by President Joe Biden on voting rights came on Monday when he attacked the, uh, the, the cited Republic, Republicans for passing Jim Crow II voter suppression law in several states. So he let's talk about Arkansas. what happened. Let's talk about what happened. Uh, absolutely. He included Arkansas for sure. In his speech uh, to the nation on Wednesday at the Morehouse College in Atlanta, Biden asked Democrats and Republicans to support two voting bills in the Senate. Uh, the first is a wide-ranging measure called the Freedom to Vote Act and compromise bill crafted by Senator Democrat um, Democrats after Senator Joe Manchin uh, who is the uh, Democrat from West Virginia, said he wouldn't support uh, a more expansive House bill, the For the People Act. That bill, which has which was, was first introduced in 2019 before the last surge of uh, respective bills passed by Republican legislatures, including a lengthy list of Democratic priorities. The second bill, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, is an update to the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Wesley, um, uh, do you think that these two bills are dead, or will the president use his bully pulpit to get these laws back to roll, uh, uh, to, to pass, to roll back going, uh, growing voter suppression laws. There's, there's one thing, two, two, two big hurdles he, he has. You've got a 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate, and you've got to get uh, some support from Republicans to, to, uh, to actually get it to this, uh, uh, pass what's called the second hurdle, the filibuster. A filibuster means that you have to have 60 votes in the U.S. Senate to get any bill to the floor mm -hmm. to actually do anything about it. And right now it's 50-50, right? Right. And, and then and, Kamalia. And, 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 and she's a tiebreaker. But, mm -hmm. but just getting to the 50. Yes. The filibuster is a hurdle. Uh, there's, the, uh, there's a movement to uh, temporarily uh, disband the filibuster. So just specifically to vote on, on these two bills. So... Uh, uh, that's not going to happen. But that, uh, that, this ain't the first time that's happened. Right, with, with, right. the, with the uh, busting of the filibuster. And the Republicans did it all the whole time when Trump was in office. Yeah, and when, oh, yeah. And, and they did it when <laughs> Obama was. They did it a whole lot. When, when Obama, oh, Obama my was goodness, that to, was a nightmare. When he was trying to uh, 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 pass, get people on the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. Uh, so, so they've used it both ways. But, mm -hmm. but it's not so much the Republican problem. Nope. We have Joe Manchin mm -hmm. and Sinema uh, uh, of Arizona, mm -hmm. two conservative Democrats who have said they, of course, they're going around, yeah, we support the Voting Rights Act. We vote, we support black people, but they won't change the filibuster. And and these are the same two people that have held up the bill back better. Mm -hmm. They're the same two people who mm -hmm. ended the child kill, the uh, child the tax credit, child tax credit that mm -hmm. ended in December, mm -hmm. most families were expecting that to continue in 2022. A lot of families were getting that 300 extra yeah. dollars a month, and and that it was that, making a big difference. It make a big difference in how a lot of households. I know no families at my church. I know families in my community so that, mm -hmm. uh, that were excited, and then now all of a sudden they don't have that. Don't have uh, so these two conservative Democrats 
basically hold up every, uh, the whole Democratic agenda. And they call themselves Democrats? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're uh, uh, Republicans in sheep's clothes. <laughs> but what the John Lewis Act is will do, it will restore two important sections out of the Voting Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, section 5, which uh, allowed uh, the Justice Department to come in and set up a monitoring sort of mm-hmm. uh, and how... Uh, states and counties to draw their district lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was gutted. The other one was Section 2. Mm-hmm. What Section 2 says is, I don't have to show uh, how uh, a district went from uh, minority dilution. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is show the effect, mm-hmm. uh, not how it got there. So what the John Lewis Act, it would restore those rights back in Section 5 and Section 2 and put some more teeth back into the Voting Rights Act. And what we are seeing here in Arkansas, let's talk specifically in Arkansas, mm-hmm. we've seen two things happen. We've seen 25 voter suppression bills that, that have been passed by the legislature that, that, that as he talked about, dilute uh, your ability to get to the, uh, or block your ability to get to, to freely vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from from uh, uh, the t- changing the hours to, to uh, 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 basically you have to pay a poll tax by if you if you don't own a, a, a certified state ID, you have to yeah. go get one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, terrible. And, and the second part of that that he just spoke to is the the redistricting efforts that are taking place by gerrymandering uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's going on. Arkansas mm-hmm. legislature, which has a Republican supermajority, has come in and basically rewrote the lines to to to. Uh, uh, the first district goes all the way from from Missouri down to down to, to Mississippi mm-hmm. oh, and the Louisiana goodness. state line. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, same with the fourth district. Uh, uh, my, uh, the fourth district used to be Southwest mm-hmm. uh, down where I, my hometown. That goes all the way up to the uh, up to the Ozarks. Uh, uh, so. Uh, Just making it very complicated for and, voters and, to really even understand where to go to vote, and you got yeah, or who and, they're voting for. And people mm-hmm. in Little Rock three will will have uh, three, have three in three congressional districts, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it doesn't affect white folks. Nope, it affects the, the swath of black votes in 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 certain areas of the city. So. Well, you know why? That was because of the scare Prince Hill guy from George Elliott. Yeah, yeah, that, you, that, that's why. Yeah, he, <laughs> and, and all she needed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all a Democrat needs to do to win the before this happened to win the second district, which is the, the traditional uh, central Arkansas district, French Hill, uh, that, that came, that French Hill now holds. To win that, all you had to do was win some of the suburban vote. Mm-hmm. If you won your, your, your stronghold in the urban areas, the Little Rock area, and then stole maybe some in Conway or Bryant or, or even somebody in West Little Rock, then you could win. But now, they uh, that ain't that's ain't gonna be impossible to win the second district for uh, 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 someone a Democrat and and right now in the state of Arkansas, all state office, all congressional office, and all constitutional office in Arkansas are held by one party. Mm-hmm. Hey, you listen to KBF eighty eight point three, the voice of the people. You listen to Black Consumer News, news that empowers, and we want you to feel empowered to give us a call here at 501-433-0088 with your comments or your questions. Now, getting back to COVID-19, there has been a lot going on this week as the most uh, with most weeks, right? Um so, what is this week's biggest COVID-19 
teen story. Well, so you gonna give it? You gonna give us a choice? Am I gonna what? Give, give, give me some choices. Give you some choices. I will. So on Monday, the Biden Harris administration is requiring insurance companies and group health plans to cover the cost of over-the-counter at-home COVID-19 tests so people with private health coverage can get them for free starting tomorrow. That means that if you want to test for COVID-19 at home, your insurance plan has to pay for it. That's, that's big for a lot of folks. That is huge yeah, for a but, whole but lot of people. Your premiums will go up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what other choices? Well, well, <laughs> and that, 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 that's a, that's those a mild the, story. Th- th- that is those 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 catches. On yesterday, mm-hmm. with um, twelve thousand nine hundred and ninety new uh, COVID cases, Arkansas set a record um, for the second day in a row. Thursday was the seventh daily record in the past two weeks, as the variant, the old variant, surged through the state, according to the state health department officials. That's, that's pretty big. I, I think the, the fact that we are almost two years down the road from the beginning of COVID, and we've reached a record with the Omicron. Of course, the Omicron variant, variant has is, is the major cause. I think 90, the health department said 96% of those new cases are Omicron variants. So, uh, when I mean, while there are a lot of cases, I am noticing that, <clears throat> unfortunately, I'm, I, there are deaths, but um, not as many people are are, are, are dying, mm-hmm. and and that may have a lot to do with the antibodies um, that people that have had it previously, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. um, and or people that are, are getting um, the vaccine. But I think we also become numb. But it's not to, preventing us from mm-hmm. getting, getting the, it right. Yeah. I th- but I think we've kind of kind of got numb to to. Uh, it's kind of like the, the 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 school shootings when they happen or shooting or mass shooting. We don't even we used to be stopped. The nation stopped and was shocked by a mass shooting. It well, happened now. I mean, are we numb or is it just? No, I don't think it's numbness. Yeah. I just think that with the mutation, uh, anything in nature is going to mutate. I mm-hmm. think the Omicron has gotten a little bit weaker, but it's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. just like, uh, you know, uh, arsenic, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of kill you. Yeah, yes, uh, right. So uh, <laughs> it's just that certain things hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a historical perspective, there are three oils that I keep in my medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. And they're old school. One is castor oil, okay? Yes, yes. We'll flush your system out. Yes. Two is sweet oil, okay. which is for your ear aches. Mm-hmm. And the third one is turpentine mm-hmm. to get rid of worms out of your body, okay? Mm-hmm. My, my mom's probably oil, listening to this. Castor oil, sweet oil, I got it. Turpentine. That, well, see, when, when babies got worms, you would give them about a half a teaspoon of turpentine, this little oh, sugar in the milk. It. And it flushed the worms out in the stool, okay? Right, right. Uh, so, uh, nature hasn't built up uh, anything that mutated those things that they address. Sure. So some things, yeah, some things that, uh, because it's not pharmaceutical mm-hmm. and it's natural, mm-hmm. uh, those uh, diseases or ailments hadn't been able to get past that. Well, that's quite interesting, and I and I've heard I've heard some things about castor oils, and thank you so much um, uh, for sharing that with us. Um, that's amazing that that you you have that 
kind of um, holistic kind of approach and, and, and over the housing authority. Does that, that all go together? I mean, he, uh, that's he said, great. That's he said great. he's a global citizen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Go back to that. Also, on Thursday, the U.S. Um, Supreme Court halted President Biden's temporary vaccine mandate uh, for private companies with over 100 employees. President Biden and the Department of Labor Secretary uh, Major Walsh called the decision, uh, which was supported by Arkansas um, uh, AG. Uh, yeah, AG, Leslie Rutledge. And the legislation. And the legislation, uh, a major setback uh, for the health and safety uh, of more than 100 million workers across the country. That, that, that obviously has to be the biggest story mm-hmm. when it comes out of the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, one, uh, it, 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 the big fight over uh, after this decision came out, I got about 25 news releases from, from trade groups either applauding or, 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 or they applaud, <laughs> applauding it for not putting this to the State Chamber of Commerce for Arkansas, the, uh, uh, the Associated Contractors of General Contractors of America, the Manufacturers of America, all sent out news uh, thanking the Supreme Court for blocking uh, the, the attempt by the Biden administration to enforce uh, uh, private employers with over 100 employees. Uh, uh, a lot of private employees said this would be uh, an extra cost for them to be able to implement this. Uh, but the other end, the other issue of that uh, is that uh, the mandate was kept in place for, for health care facilities, for federal contractors, and uh, so they will have to abide by that mandate. Uh, 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 so, and the conservatives were, are really upset at, at the Supreme Court, which is supposed to have a 6-3 uh, a conservative split. Uh, they overturned that one by a vote of 5-4. So. You kind of had, either if you're if you're Republican yeah. or Democrat, you like a little bit of, you didn't like it a little bit. So it was uh, one of those decisions but that isn't it an oxymoron that mm-hmm. you're going to do it uh, for the healthcare workers, but you're not going to do it for the majority of workers in the country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting decision <laughs> of what will happen. It'll go back down to the lower courts, mm-hmm. and the lower courts will probably decide. Uh, you still probably have some some different uh, decisions that come out depending on which court, like the New Orleans court down in New Orleans. They may go a certain way than the one up in St. Louis or the one up in 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 Lansing, Michigan. So the uh, uh, you could have a decision that actually bounces back to the Supreme Court. Well, but you know the Eighth Circuit is one of the most conservative circuit courts yeah, uh, in the nation. Yeah, it is. So I don't look any movement from them, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Arkansas is going to change. Yeah, yeah, it ain't going nowhere. Well, and it's interesting that you say that, you know, they're making these uh, mandates for the healthcare workers, but yet everybody's not having to wear the, you know, wear, wear the mask, which there is a lot of confusion, and that may also equate to why Biden's uh, approval rate Rating is uh, probably one of the lowest. lowest. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously that that has played a, a major role in in in. Uh, but you know, the COVID is the the story that just won't go away. The the crisis that just won't end. Uh, uh, but look at the small businesses that are closing because they don't have enough workers, mm-hmm. uh, which impacts the economy. Which mm-hmm. folks say, "Well, we're trying to get folks back to work, come mm-hmm. out and spend." Well, uh, it does no good if you're six feet under. Yeah, that's right. Can't spend a thing. Well, yeah. and let's talk about that a little bit as far as people being at work. It's just really, an, a, a, a really 
an unusual time. And the reason I say that is mm -hmm. because you have um, workers who uh, maybe have decided not to take the shot, that, that aren't going back to work, mm -hmm. and now they're on unemployment. Then you have workers who are out because they're ill. Because mm -hmm. uh, I was in the store the other day and I needed some service, and the, the little uh, customer service cage was closed with a note on it saying, we don't have any, any staff here. And it's just like, wow, you know, it's like, a, a, you know, that is a lot of concern to me. Well, you know, one of Kroger's subsidiaries, they all strike mm -hmm. uh, because of the working conditions at the stores that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, they're fearful of, of, of being there, of catching COVID, so they would rather stay at home and deal with well, the consequences. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. And then the flip side of that, people wanting well, like I, said, I, to stay home. But I also think this is it's COVID-related, but it's a confluent of things that have already been in, happening in mm -hmm. terms of the employment workforce, in terms of the separation between uh, the billionaire owner and the, the average worker. worker. All these are issues that have been in the works for a long time, and mm -hmm. now they're uh, coming to a head and, and creating a crisis where you've got 11 million people who still haven't come back into the, the workforce, the workforce mm -hmm. after COVID uh, uh, occurred. And a lot of those, here's the thing that we don't just talk about, a lot mm -hmm. of those are people who look like us. Yep. And a lot that look like, like, like our, our, our host, uh, <laughs> Angel, black women who, who have not, who have decided they're not coming back to work, mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes because they have a child mm -hmm. at home who who, sure. who 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 they're now having to homeschool and don't know when you're gonna have and, to homeschool and, and take mm -hmm. off work to homeschool and, and then they may be a caregiver for someone yes and and and, and we know that who's in a lot of those frontline jobs in the healthcare system in the uh, 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 at the restaurants at the places of hospitality mm -hmm. uh, those are uh, and and these facilities. I heard a man say, "Well, uh, uh, I'm I, I'm giving them a raise of 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 uh, up to eleven dollars." Well, the really the national uh, minimum wage, if you look at the average, it should be around eighteen to nineteen dollars right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, and that would be a minimum just to to cover your basic expenses. Well, and right. and again, another thing I thought about is AI. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With all this going on, it's you know cuz I get I am not one that's um uh, really an AI kind of uh, woman. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, you know, when when artificial I, intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you get these, you know, when, you go, when you're on the phone, now customer service is asking you what you want to do through AI. But I'm just saying, with all of this going on, with so many people not at work, mm -hmm. and, and because of, you know, reasons that mm -hmm. we just talked about, mm -hmm. then it's like, it's a shoe-in for AI, seems like to me. But it will be, and it's heading down that path. Oh, because, yeah, it's already uh, down that path. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't have need a body. I ain't got to pay nobody, no benefits. So uh, that's what most businesses are heading toward. Absolutely. Now let's go local with BCN headlines. This was a tough week uh, for Mayor Frank Scott Jr. His top spokesperson left the job without any real explanation. He had um, to reinstate his by. He had to reinstate the chief of police mm -hmm. back on the job after a shooting incident. Mm 
And on yesterday, he had to assure Little Rock residents that trash pickups and other city services will continue as the recent spike in the virus uh, cases uh, among workers uh, 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 that is affecting services. He, he made sure to let people know that, you know, he, the service is still your, going your, to go. Your, your trash man may be late. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, he, but, he, but he's, but he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> so um, after um, a, a rough end to 2021, Mayor Scott has lost all the momentum uh, for his grand interest and uh, entrance, excuse me, and historic win in November 2018. Of course, that we can all remember that we were all so excited about mm -hmm. and uh, was really proud of him. Uh, but this, but now with the 22 um, election, only, only 10, 10, months, 10 away, um, he is going to be campaigning or someone, Steve Landers, is going to be campaigning against him. And so do you think that Mayor Scott will uh, only be a one-term chief? Well, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, um, from my perspective, uh, history, going all the way back to Gail Weeks, there's always been corrupt Little Rock police officers, mm -hmm. okay, always. Uh, as a young man growing up uh, near Thrashers, um, we had a neighborhood guy get shot right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Kids playing out all, all night. Uh, so my thing is... Uh, Chief Humphrey didn't do anything out of the ordinary. No, he didn't. Uh, people are, are, like I say, they're picking, like picking at a scab. Mm -hmm. You keep picking at it until the scab comes off, and then you want it to get infected. Mm -hmm. Chief Humphrey did nothing wrong. Yeah, uh, he did. He's a police officer. He, yeah, he was fired upon, so he's going to return fire back. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Those things where we agree with. But I think he was very sensitive in, in the situation, and I think his his he showed a model of what police officers should be should mm -hmm. be that's mm -hmm. it i agree mm -hmm. with you 100% and and mayor just did what normally does for any officer correct if, if in a shooting incident you take Absolutely. them off oh you put a sit up, put them at the desk uh, do an investigation and then when when that's determined you you go back to mm -hmm. uh, normal operations mm -hmm. uh, but as as as, uh, as mr Lowe said that that the, the issue is anything that the mayor do involving chief humphrey when you have a, a, a FOP to me is is simply a modern day, uh, 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 and I'll say this on the radio so I, I won't get in trouble. Alleged Ku Klux Klan. Uh, well, that's that's, uh, that's being nice. <laughs> I, I would rather say it's a lynch mob out there, okay? Uh, 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 but because it's never supported uh, any of all the most shootings across the United FOP has never supported a black person being shot uh, by a policeman. They've always sided with with the. Uh, secondly. Uh, Anything having to do with with uh, Mayor Humphreys and Mayor Scott and Lydia's, you're gonna always have uh, have the city council, mm -hmm. or, or y'all call it the city board of directors, uh, against him on these issues. And he's gonna have that's gonna be uh, as long as Mayor Humphrey is his chief of police, he's gonna have that issue. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a, a load for him to carry. But you, what I wanted to point out is. Where were these FOPs when uh, Horace Walters and them and uh, uh, Clarence Hunter, assistant chief of police, had to sue you, the city, to get a civil rights violation corrected? Where, where, where were they? Well, that, that's the point I was making. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, and you were talking about the crisis week, uh, his longtime spokesman, Stephanie Jackson, 
uh, resigned, uh, uh, who's, who was, of course, with the design group. I, I don't know if she's went, gone back to working for the design group. And yeah, not that's a lot quite of, interesting. Not a lot of information coming out. Yeah. Uh, and, and with one, and you, your question was, what kind of momentum does he have going to? He's the incumbent. Mm-hmm. He's the sitting mayor. Yeah. Landers has to defeat him. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the yeah. other thing I, I do, he has to. And get, that should be rather hard because mm-hmm. he is an incumbent. Like yeah, but he got, he's got he got a war chest, too. You know, he's going to bring a lot of money to the table. Right. Uh, secondly, I think the other issue that mayor has to do is the city council or the city board of directors. Y'all, y'all mm-hmm, named mm-hmm. it that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate saying it. the city right. council. Uh, but. The point is, will he have anybody on his side to be able to set an agenda? You, you got ten board members. You've got to have at least five. Yeah. On your side, he to- seems pretty strategic, though, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and pretty, and pretty, and pretty strategic. And, and what I mean by that, he seems to think well ahead of things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that that's not, you know. And the reason I say that because he seems to be able to yeah he's um, diplomatic and strategic diplomatic mm-hmm. and, and and he seems to kind of overcome and he's got this temperament about him that seems like you know okay that didn't work let me try something else plan at plan A through Z mm-hmm. he, he, he sure does yeah, so, yeah. so I but, hope but, that's a, an advantage for him but the, what what I see on on the city board mm-hmm. is is as he gets longer in the tooth in his administration the board seems to be there's a balance there's a balance usually set whether it's in congress whether it's in the state legislature where where you have to build consensus at that line Mm -hmm. that his line is five right now Mm -hmm. and i don't know if he can get to five on on major Sounds issues. like a bunch of spoiled brats, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody, nobody wants to have those conversations, okay? Yeah. Uh, and having those conversations, you come up with action plans and action steps mm-hmm. to push the needle forward. Mm-hmm. It's just at this point, and not di- not have stay with the status quo. And Correct. what I mean by spoiled brats is that you know this you know this directorship. I mean they normally get their way, and you've got someone in there that's kind of saying, well, hey, maybe we should shift and go this way. And now it seems like they perhaps disagree. <laughs> well, think? not necessarily disagree. You have uh, what I liked, and this is just my phrase: the de facto mini mayors. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Who want to control things and not You follow. mean ward bosses? Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Wes. Yeah. You hit the nail right I'm on like the that. head. I'm writing okay. that down. Yeah, okay. but it, it's, it's like a ma- Chicago here. Watch out now. But you're about to start something. But to come together and have those discussions and develop action plans that are going to address our needs. Mm-hmm. 64 people got killed last year in the city of Little Rock. Mm-hmm. That's one too many. Mm-hmm. So how, how are we going to address that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and my thing is that there needs to be a stick and carrot approach um, as far as the crime bill. The city right now says they need 100 police officers. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if I was there, for every dollar that you spend on the police, you're going to spend a dollar on social justice. Mm-hmm. That means go out and get a licensed clinical social workers. And I'm talking about, uh, why don't we have a SWAT team of social workers mm-hmm. instead of just one? Mm-hmm. 
because see, as a point of reference, that's what happened to Elizabeth uh, Eckford's son. Mm-hmm. He, it was, he was he was off his meds. It was a mental, was a mental issue. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so uh-huh. I'm saying we can't keep doing what we've been doing and expect a different result. A result. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, why aren't we addressing the family? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, got to correct the kids. No, uh, the oldest social construct unit is the family. Uh, Mom and dad, whether you're married or not, you still got a child to deal with, okay? And you may need some help. Mm-hmm. You may have an alcohol problem. Uh, you may be in debt and you were. We've got to come up with programs that are going to address Look the Look at the family di- dynamics. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. There's a gentleman, I can't think of his name right now, who did just that. Um, in in Harlem, mm-hmm. and um, um, are you familiar with that person? Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of his name. It is it, leaving me. But what he did, he used that very model. And while you're, you know, addressing the whole family need, mm-hmm. you know, not only the child, um, not only the the parents, but the whole the family, right. the, the whole community. So that's holistic that approach, preventative. Mm-hmm. Approach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, mm-hmm. you listen to KBF eighty eight point three, the voice of the people, um, Black Consumer News. Um, um, news that empowers. We have our guest, um, Mr. Kenyon Lowe, on um, the mic with us this morning, and Wesley Brown, as always. Oh, so now, so on Monday, <laughs> MLK Celebration Day, <laughs> kickoff hey, hey. in Arkansas and across the country in honor of a civil rights icon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Little Rock starts Good off. morning, Mother Abrams. You got that parade ready? <laughs> hey, I don't know if they're having it this year or not, but um, uh, all these activities each year, as we know, uh, Mother Abrams uh, leading the annual downtown parade, uh, and hopefully they'll be doing that. But also, there's some controversy going on uh, because the uh, unexpected announcement of former Arkansas Republican Governor Mike Huckabee, Huckabee as keynote speaker for his annual kickoff event on January 17th. Do you think that the MLK Commission should have uh, disinvited Huckabee to Monday's prayer breakfast? Also, now that the commission is no longer independent and under the state's Department of Education, reporting directly to Johnny Key and um, Governor Hutchinson, does it really have a role as a voice for black people in the state of Arkansas? and other state agencies that have our historic um, umbrella uh, on top of it. It should have been reign independent. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people forget history. Mm -hmm. They forget the the letter from the Birmingham jail, okay? Mm -hmm. When Dr. King was addressing those white conservative preachers, okay, Mm -hmm. and religious institutions, as to how can y'all let this injustice go on like this, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, call yourself Christian. Yeah, call yourself a Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. About yeah, call yourself leading a, leading the flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so history, uh, like uh, a minimal, uh, you better know him as Solomon mm-hmm. would say that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, you know, getting back to your your issue of, of is. The independence of the NMLK Commission, we, and going back to what Mr. Lowe said about the history, uh, when this commission was created, there's always been con- uh, controversy following the NMLK Commission. 
It used to have 26 board members when it was created. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't get along. Well, and I was about to say that. Does that mean that because it is a state agency, is it just that well, we are just in the front, in the, in the front, but somebody's leading us in the back? I mean, well, yeah. it was created when it initially created. It was created as an independent, independent. Mm -hmm. uh, and and it had its own. It was autonomous. Mm -hmm. It could make its own decisions through that board, but they couldn't get anything done. Uh, so then, Governor, working for someone else. Uh, then Governor Mike uh, Beebe came in and and cut the board. Yeah, it took took away their their authority, uh, and now and most people didn't even notice this in 2017. It was moved into the Department of Education as mm -hmm. a division. That really basically makes the board. None. They have no well, they're power. Not, they're not independent. Well, uh, and getting back to your point about history and historical facts, I think that is a, a, a real big issue. People don't know really just our local history. Because mm -hmm. we get in the, involved in things and we just start where we are and we take everything for what was ever given to us, face mm -hmm. value, what have mm -hmm. you, and then mm -hmm. we just move forward. But if you knew the whole picture, picture mm -hmm. which is the whole history and how we got to where we are, mm -hmm. then maybe we would look at things uh, a, a little bit uh, a little bit different. That's for well, sure. Well, they did it one time. I don't know if you remember Ron Lanou that was with NCCJ. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they call themselves Just Communities now. Mm -hmm. He not only went out and did the work, mm -hmm. he brought other folks in. Um, trying to think of the father from Chicago. Flaherty? Yeah, Father Flaherty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he does that same kind of work. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. not like it's not falling on deaf ears. It's just that not enough of those white conservatives mm -hmm. are coming to the table to put that work in to address the problem. Well, and, Very and, interesting. And, and getting back to your question of, of Huckabee, that uh, he's kicking off the keynote as keynote breakfast at the governor's mansion tomorrow. But guess who's going to be there? His daughter. His daughter who's running for governor. That makes it... <laughs> Uh, that that issue right there that she's running for governor, not even the things that he said in the past, but that very issue in an election year makes this that makes that him a bad choice. I, I understand that, but then when if if you're not running things, and though mm -hmm. you have a um, black icon on the in, in the forefront of that name, but you're not running things, you're not making any decisions. Right. Then the people who are making the decision are making the decision. But yet, the people that are on the forefront, that's who we're, we're going to throw kind of stones at, if you well, will. Let's, let's name names. Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun Scarborough is the executive director of Martin Luther King. He's the one who's catching all the heat. I will, but I... Yeah, but I ain't trying to beat up on the brother. No, I'm, I not, mean, I'm not either. But, but, but I, 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 I understand his predicament. And, and that's what, I and that's, and that's what I I'm do. saying, you know. I mean, because initially, that's what I was thinking. I was getting ready to throw them rocks. I'm like, hold up. Mm -mm, but mm -mm. we really have to look at the whole big whole picture, picture. Well, and mm -hmm. We also have to look at how we we allow people to become, I don't need a spokesperson for Wesley Bryan. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, some people need the MLK to be a spokesperson. They need the NAACP. They need someone to be a spokesperson. I know how to speak on every issue that I need to. And that's I, on the individual level. These people are supposed to be speak, speaking for the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, so that, that takes it to a whole... It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, but... Right, but, and then if we, if, we, if we set up the plan the way we'd like to see the plan orchestrated, then maybe we don't have to let other people plan for us. I'm glad you say that. Uh, I'm in the process of planning a, uh, <laughs> a meeting in March. <laughs> Okay. to develop a uh, black agenda mm -hmm. for this coming up election year. Not Kenyon Lowe, but the people are going to set this agenda. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I just want to bring you together so we can decide. Mm -hmm. We get not because we ask not. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to put some oomph behind that demand that you're making. If not, it's just wasted words. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of which, again, now let's get back to our guests. Let's talk to Mr. Mr. Lowe here and um, get an update on all the great things that are going on at the Metropolitan Housing Alliance, better known as the Little Rock Housing Authority. How well, about that? <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, we're, we're finalizing uh, our selection for an ED uh, to put somebody at the helm. Uh, we are going into partnership uh, with a young man by the name of A.J. Gilbert mm-hmm. to redo the old red carpet in. Oh, yeah, okay. great, uh, great. Those 96 units uh, will be fully funded, uh, site base, uh, section uh, 8 vouchers. Right down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there, 20-person vans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, to help uh, alleviate some of his debt and, and, and provide him uh, a steady uh, uh, amount of people for those 96 units. Mm-hmm. We've allocated it uh, as a site base uh, voucher, uh, meaning anybody 62 and over, um, uh, their rent will be offset with that voucher. Now, kind of help alleviate some of that housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, and a lot of people don't know this, we also have a line of credit between 35 to 50 million dollars with a local bank. Wow. We uh, try to keep this. Uh, financial flexibility. Yes, over there. sir. We try to keep as much uh, of that money here in the city of Little Rock. Uh, just like with our phase one uh, redevelopment of Rock. See, that was $70 million we put right here in the city. Yes, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so uh, t- you, you spoke on that. Give us a l- little kind of a roundup of the. You're in your final phase. Well, we, yeah, we're in the last phase to do Sunset and Madison Heights 1 2 and Homes of Granite Mountain which would probably be another 70-plus million-dollar project. And anytime you look at the Little Rock skyline, you can see these buildings prominently. So when you talk about about, um, uh, the homes in in Granite Mountain, are you guys going to be expanding on that? No, we're going to go in and and rehab, maintain the property, because about... Uh, nothing has been done since they were originally built. Right. So is Granite Mountain also a part of Granite Heights? Because those houses no, no, need those some love, too. I know they are. I grew up in Granite Mountain, so I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, Granite Heights are private property owners, mm-hmm. okay? Just mm-hmm. like New Horizon, uh, that was the old Eyes Walk But they project. put the mix, but the development. Of course. Yeah, okay. So you won't be expanding, you'll be... Develop. Rehabbing. Yeah, rehabbing. Yeah, yeah okay. rehabbing. All right. rehabbing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I want to get out and talk to other folks because, see, there are many pots of monies out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forgot about the 203K program, but, which does rehab. However, there's a 203A program which does new construction. Okay. 203B will provide the insurance for you to do your construction. Who's okay. the construction on the uh, project down the street? Uh, uh, is it Gilbert or is uh, AJ it? AJ Gilbert. Okay. Uh, they had Dale Red Carbon in. Okay. His okay. dad was a preacher over there. I'm trying to think of the church's dad was a preacher. So but. he's in charge of the design and, and picking design, up all of financing, rehabbing. Okay, the whole I need nine. to talk to him because I got some <laughs> ideas <laughs> on that design. Uh, uh, we, need, we need to have the top of the line design. Well, as quiet as it's kept, there are two boardrooms in about, that building. What about okay? te- technology? Are they going to have technology? He's going to have Wi Fi. He's going to have all that. Oh, good. We're just partnering that. His is his baby, it's but his we baby. say we say we can help you. We're going to help you cross the uh, the finish line. Okay, great. And here's something else that hadn't been done, Wonderful. and, and I'd like the city to do this uh, with bridge gap financing for contra- con- uh, contractors. Uh, we take any bids. If you're not bonded, we'll get you bonded. Okay. If you're not licensed, we'll get you licensed. Okay. That's great. Uh, when we took over uh, Madison Heights uh, one and two uh, through our non-affiliate. 
it remained as uh, Miss Anthony, who's uh, who's out there now, mm-hmm. and, and we had a discussion. Every mechanic had to be licensed and bonded to work. That's twofold. One, they brought the skill level. Mm-hmm. Two, they could fix it right down the spot without having us to go out to contract it. So we've got to be more. We try to be more entrepreneurial, uh, more intuitive, more responsive to people's needs, uh, because. Uh, I don't know if you've been out by Kensington. Mm-hmm. See a bunch of apartments going up out there, don't yeah, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and what that does is we know that, and I say everybody, is that apartments tend to be transient populations, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, many folks moving in, they get run down, and the owners don't come in apartments? and fix them. Yeah, apartments have... They, they, they have Those are pretty high-end apartments, though. Uh, yeah, but, you know... They're still transient. They're still transient people, okay? okay? Yes, I mean, yes. they're not oh, trying yeah, to put... I get what you're saying. Okay, they're yes. not trying to put roots down, okay? Mm-hmm. And the conversation I try to have with people, if, if you don't want a six, seven, eight thousand dollar rebate check every year, don't own a house. Mm-hmm. Keep living in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Because those tax benefits are great, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're yours mm-hmm. uh, for home ownership. So uh, those two programs we have, Section 8 Home Ownership, you got a Section 8 voucher? Mm-hmm. By, you can construct your home or buy your home. Yeah. Or you can go on the what we call the Family Self-Sufficiency Program, which you work your way off of Section 8. Mm-hmm. However, when you do that, you also increase your skill level, your income, a- a- as well as uh, other attributes when you meet those metrics. One of the things you, you, uh, you guys have been doing over there is, is the whole concept behind housing, public housing, has been, of course, the stigma of mm-hmm. Section 8. Mm-hmm. You've, kind of moved away from that with this redevelopment in Iraq, but also uh, uh, in, in, in helping entrepreneurs and, and coming in with mixed development uh, uh, and also changing, you know, kind of the, the concept of, of what a housing authority is in, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. terms of you are a, one of the largest land landowners and landowners <laughs> in the city of Little Rock yes, sir. with a huge economic development mm-hmm. uh, uh, impact. So tell us about that and, and how how difficult sometimes it is to change that narrative. Well, uh, folks tend to, and uh, and I don't mind spilling the tea, tend to play politics with poor folks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sure. Uh, poor folks, deserve, they deserve nice things, too. They do. And uh, we had, uh, we have on paper now to do... Uh, uh, What's that? 13th of Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. uh, as well as five properties off of Cumberland. But we're waiting for the field office to say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. And that's been two months. It doesn't take forever to make a decision. Right. However, um, being strate- strategic as we are, mm-hmm. we go out and get private money, mm-hmm. go private land. That way, we ain't got to be bothered with you, mm-hmm. and, and and create development and, and corporations, create, to, yeah, and create housing that way. And mm. and do these people that that are on the, on the affordable housing, do they have any input on anything that that, that happens like it at, at all? Of it, course, it, okay. of course. Uh-huh. There's a uh, and I tell the residents, uh, and I give them a copy of the uh, CFR 24 CFR 964, mm. which is tenant participation. And in that, there's language that any resident councils, when they have their meeting, they can kick management out mm-hmm. uh, based upon uh, the law. They can kick them out. We don't want you part of our meeting. However, also in that same CFR, um, 
HUD encourages participation with residents in managing their properties, okay? Mm-hmm. Even though the ultimate decision is left up to the housing authority, we still want your input. Because you live here every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So those mechanisms are in place. It's just we've got to make people aware of it. Mm-hmm. And a happy renter is is the property that's going to be better taken care of. Look at uh, Cumberland Manor Metropolitan Village uh, over behind St. John. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody leaving out from over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, been built since 2008. Oh, ain't no, yeah. Ain't nobody leaving oh, out from yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, their, Very occup- nice. their occupancy rate is around 96, 97%. That, that's ain't nobody leaving. That's comparable to any apartment in, in, this, in this city. Yeah, ain't nobody and so leaving. So, do you guys survey and get input from the affordable house um, tenants to find out, you know, you, what they need, what can we do, um, and, and, and how best can we communicate? Or you communicate with us the very concerns that you have, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've submitted a proposal, proposal in trying to get funding for what I call MHA TV. Mm-hmm. MHA TV is a project to deal with the kids who live at our family site at Sunset to introduce them to telecommunications, mass communication, camera, post editing. That's our wheelhouse right here. Yeah, post editing, uh, 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 writing, interviewing. So it's just a matter of uh, uh, putting in that plan A through Z mm-hmm. to kind of address some of those needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to uh, we we started the show with uh, this this issue the Zillow report and and and, and you understand uh, being in housing and, and uh, you brought it up earlier the issue uh, uh, of how we build wealth through housing going from you've seen people. In the housing system, go from homelessness to to being a, a a casual renter to a strong renter, and now some to even to homeownership. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how that changes a person. Well, uh, a young lady we had who was on FSS. Um, uh, I want to say this past November, we handed her an eleven thousand dollar check because she met all the metrics in the family self-sufficiency program and she can do whatever she can with that money. Mm-hmm. However, we encourage her to go buy a house, mm-hmm. okay? Since you're now you've off the program. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the encouragement, the, the pride, and, 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 and those grins that you see from year to year, mm-hmm. that says it all. It's kind of like, like booting a kid out the house and say, "Go fly." <laughs> Go fly. So, do but, we have any type of pipeline like you're talking about um, from um, you know, like you said, you're encouraging uh, this young lady um, that's been on affordable housing to go out and and, and purchase a new house and helping her do that. Oh, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and doing that. And so, do we have um, um, any sort of incentive or programming training to help um, people kind? transition into even thinking that way. Yes, they do. In the FSS program, see, we're not uh, the only one who does it. North Little Rock has one. Okay. Conway has one. A lot of them. One. <laughs> they have it. Yeah. It's whether or not how sufficient they're going to be in implementing it mm-hmm. and getting the word out because you still have to advertise mm-hmm. to bring those folks in uh, because a lot of them don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are not made aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually actively recruit people 
to our F- FSS program. Okay, great. Uh, because, see, once we get you off and you're self-sufficient, mm-hmm. guess what? Somebody else can come in and, and meet that need that they need. And I remember at one point, I think you, you, you called in recently, and, and you can help refresh my memory um, as far as the wait list. And it, uh, is there a wait list? Are there openings right now? Can we talk about that? Well, a uh, wait list, uh, HUD always has a wait list. <laughs> okay. Maybe I, I maybe uh, misunderstood uh, that one. No, no, you hit the nail right on the head. Okay. Uh, even the program, Section 8 Home Ownership, they have waiting lists. It's list. the HUD waiting list. It's not yeah. the yours, right? That's uh, HUD's waiting list, okay? Right, right. right. Uh, even with the towers. See, we don't own the towers, okay? okay. On, on the red, there's a ground lease, okay? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We own the dirt, but we don't own the building no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the way they've got it set up for developers to come in. Yeah, and so that's ma- different. I think I, I got those two confused. Yeah, come mm-hmm. in and make those improvements to the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got several calls from uh, the city manager. Y'all own the, no, we don't own the towers. Mm-hmm. That's owned by a company out of Oregon, Wisconsin called Gorman & Company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, to get, get things straight, you know, people need to understand. Uh, things are always changing. It's, it's dynamic. Uh, well, it has been wonderful having you here um, this morning into the afternoon, Mr. Lowe. Um, can you tell me or tell our listening audience about any um, additional information you want to share, uh, any additional resources, and uh, anything upcoming for yourself? Well, hey, come on. We got a board meeting coming up Thursday. It's broadcast over the Internet. Uh, people want to peep in and see everything that's going on. But uh, we're working on putting together plans for development. Uh, so that we can meet the single family housing need and not a whole lot of apartments around here in the city. Well, and I'm going to come back, uh, circle back with you. I've heard some rumors out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard some rumors about your future possibly in the political I'm going to tell you just like it is. Yeah, I will file come August for the Ward 1 seat to bring some solutions to the table and have those conversations, okay? Oh, what one seat. What one seat. The Herman Hendricks seat that is now held by... Uh, Virgin Miller. Virgin mm-hmm. Miller. So, mm, that's a big story. You heard well, it Well, we, we had those conversations, okay? <laughs> and, All right, well, and come up with the matching plan. You would definitely keep us updated as one of our best listeners and, and co-pollinators. And so we appreciate you again Well, I appreciate um, you all here. and the listeners in KABF. All righty, the voice of the people. All right, we'll be here at Black Consumer News next Friday from 11 a.m. until noon. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember to go and check us out at blackconsumernews.com and also sign up for that newsletter so you can get our Monday morning morning brew newsletter to keep you updated on national as well as local news. Again, thank you for listening for Black Consumer News News. That empowers.